Well, our moms think we're funny. And there you have it, folks. It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> You're like, that's probably not going to ruin the song for me. <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm a Comey. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Turk182. Turk I mean, just <laughs> ruined one of my favorite songs for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I warned you. You did warn me. And, and you were like, no, no, I can take it, I can take it, man. I'm tough, I'm a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we watched the uh, we watched several live performances <laughs> of Dare by Gorillas, which is a spectacular song. Uh, they're there are two like primarily popular versions. There's the main album version, and then there's the 2D cover where 2D actually does a lot of the singing on it. So uh, pretty cool song. And and so Torque has asked me several times now over several recording sessions, "Have you ever seen a live performance?" And I'm always like, "No." He's like, "Oh, it'll ruin the song for you." I'm like, eh, "It's a pretty good song. I don't I don't think a bad live performance could really ruin it. It'll ruin the song for you." I did warn you. You did warn me. Did warn you twice. Well, actually, more than, more, more than twice. Yeah, we've had this conversation several <laughs> times. So, uh, so and and I was like, I can take it. Like I've heard bad live performances. It doesn't ruin songs for me. And then he started. So, so if you guys can imagine, right, that scene from *The Princess Bride*, it's like hey, live performance of *Dare*. I can take it. <laughs> You don't think so? Eh, I don't know. You do follow Chris Chan, so maybe, but no one survives a live performance of Dare. And what happened? Interesting. So, uh, so Turk pulls it up, and uh, at first I wasn't entirely clear what he had pulled up. He was like, "Here we go," and uh, the stage was dark, and uh, the music starts, and I hear. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's come. It's there. <laughs> so you've got this awesome live band. You've got the the girl singing it. She's doing a great job. She's 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 got a good stage presence. She obviously knows what she's doing. He is missing every fucking cue. <laughs> He's not coming in in the right place. At one point, he changed keys halfway through his line, which I can't even do. I do pretty good doing like impersonations of shit, but I can't change musical keys midway through a thing. <laughs> He's just up an octave all of a sudden. It's there. <laughs> what are you doing, guy? <laughs> He's dead. And then, like, I mean, everybody knows music is all about counting anyway. You're, you're like, you're counting the beats, you're counting the rhythm, and when you're singing lyrics, you're counting the number of times that you repeat certain lyrics. Not this guy. There's certain times where you're only supposed to sing something like two times, and he'll sing it three, or you're supposed <laughs> to repeat a line five times, and he'll only repeat it twice, and it's just awful. <laughs> Oh. Like it's supposed to be never did no harm, never did no harm. It's there. And he's like, never did no harm, never did no harm, never did no harm. It's there. In one of the performances, he just had a sucker hanging out of his mouth the whole time. So mercifully, he didn't sing for the first half of the song. 
He's always got some uh, some entire bottle of alcohol dangling from his fat, sweaty fingers. <laughs> As he, he stumbles around the stage. It's coming up. It's coming up. I told you, it sounded like he was going to throw up in any minute. Yes, yes. He sounded like he was perpetually retching. He is not a good drunk. It's there. <laughs> Oh, you don't know how happy this makes me. <laughs> and so the thing is, the the poor girl, this this poor cute girl, just has this worried look on her face the whole time, like like when a chimpanzee grins when it's in danger, kind of thing. Where it's just like she's just got this look on her face, like, um, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Not another one of these. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was that look, like like she had told that. Um, that uh, it's like, is he coming? It's like, um, we haven't heard from him. Like, we called the hotel. Um, like, we he hasn't left the room, but you know, I don't know. It's, he's probably passed out. He's not going to make it. She's like, oh god, yes. And now it's next thing you know, it's coming up. It's coming up. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's there. The, the backstage door just opens. He's like, I'm here. <laughs> and I'm ready to sing my song. They're just like, oh fuck, this guy again. Oh god! And you know, like during the after party, it's always awkward for everybody because he's like, "Great show tonight, guys! We killed it! We did great!" And it's like, uh, yeah. So, uh, um, and how are you doing? You know, I've been in a dark place lately, but I've been self-medicating. And I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, so, um. Hey, where, where's the audience? Oh, and it, oh, it's a, it's yeah. It's like um, so we extended our performance tonight. We um, we all wanted to get here together that we love you, and <laughs> we like working with you. Um, but we thought we had is this an invention? How dare you? You see what I did there? <laughs> God, oh man, it's so bad. They're like, we're just concerned about you. Don't be concerned about me. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Fuck you! And he puts them off. And then he goes, he tries to go storming out, but then he 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 keeps like 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 pushing on the on the pull door. He just like staggers across the board. He's like, I might have tripped, but that doesn't diminish the impact of my exit. Fuck you. It's coming up. It's coming. <laughs> it came up. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. <laughs> and I, you know, I could have just let you keep saying nothing's gonna, you know, it's you know, it's not gonna affect me. It's not gonna affect me. Not gonna affect me. And just let you look it up on your own. Never, but I was like, you know what? Never did no harm. If uh, if if it ruined it for me. I don't think it's fair that I have to carry that burden. I'm not as strong as Rick, you know. And like, but no, no, we can't just you can't just let it go. It's like someone has to, someone has to know. Someone will. Like, nope. I'm like, no. Someone has to. If it's ruined for me, it's ruined for you. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like how I had to share the big orange head joke with you. Yep, and everything about Chris Chan. <laughs> and everything about there Chris you Chan. go. That's why I did. <laughs> you asked, and I'm telling you, yes, I love that man of mine. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Well, my life has changed forever. My day is ruined. My disappointment is immeasurable. 
Ah, good. Good. <laughs> Man, if I were the gorillas and I put on that show and that fucker did that, I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> I sure as hell wouldn't put it on for a second show. Oh, no, no, no. We would have to have some serious talks about how we were going to proceed after this. Yeah. Like, you could have pulled somebody off, like, out of the crowd onto the stage and they would have done a better job. Yeah, I'm sure there were people in the state, in the crowd, they were, like, just, just begging, like, let me do it. Let me do it. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, whew. Oh, but, you know, we are not here today to talk about this guy and his bad girls performance. <laughs> we are here to talk today about what? Because it's actually your show, Coaches. Is it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not so much a specific topic. It's just something I've been kind of wanting to rant about because it really kind of bugs me. And it's like a lot of people that I know who do it. And, uh, I mean, it's it's like I, I've, I've had friends do it. I've had family do it. And it's always like, if you think about it for like about yay long, it just doesn't make any sense, you know? Okay. It's one of those things where it's like, no, like, your words and your actions just aren't matching up. So, uh, you ever noticed when, uh, there's a couple, and they're about to have a baby, and, you know, the girl's pregnant, and it's like, oh, well, hey, congratulations, and they're like, yeah, oh, this is our little surprise. We really weren't expecting that. Um, so, I could, I guess, with me, I have an issue with that, because I don't understand when people, like, but yeah, we're trying to get pregnant. I'm like, why? Like, why? Have you, I mean, I mean, I don't understand this whole thing of like, okay, I really like where we are right right now in our lives. We're like, we've got free time. We've got money. Like you and I can just kind of do and go wherever we want to. Um, and I'm happy with everything. Like, I'm happy with everything in our life. Mm-hmm. You want to fuck that up? I sure do. <laughs> Boy, do I. Our relationship has been troubled and we're really thinking this will help it. I don't. I, I don't understand that. I, it's and not not that you know like children fuck things up or whatever. But I'm like, but you. It's just that children you, kind of fuck things up. Yeah, you, I mean, you <laughs> you give up a lot of stuff to have kids, and for someone to be like, for them to say like, yeah, well, we've been trying for a while. I'm like, why? Why have you all of a sudden decided that everything good with your life needs to needs to just like go right to hell? Like, I don't I don't understand that. Like, that well, doesn't make is, any sense to me. I know people with kids who have been like, yeah, we're looking to buy a new flat screen TV this weekend because. Little Axelrod threw his Tonka truck into the screen and broke it. It's like, with a big-ass flat-screen TV and now you just have to buy a new one? Guess who never has to do that? Guess who has no offspring and, and two thumbs and doesn't have to buy a new TV because of some dumb shit his kid did? This guy! Exactly. I mean, I but it's more of like, you you have to have some kind of, some kind of like, inclination. Some, something to say that, no, where you know that Having a children is going to change everything. Like, there's no... You can prepare, but you can't really prepare. No, you, you can't, can't prepare. prepare for it. And, and people out there that are listening that have never had kids, um, I, I'm just going to say this way. It's... Because I've been around a lot of children, a lot of families. And first off, any of those books that tell you, like, this is how you raise kids, right? You can take those books and you can, like, shove them up somebody's ass because... <laughs> Everybody is different. You cannot write a book that tells somebody exactly how to raise children any more than you can write a book that says, this is how you raise a, an adult man. You know, like they can't, they can't help you because the, the, it's all based upon the, the experiences that these people have gone through. And even, you can even have someone who has the exact same experience 
that you have, but your parentage, I mean, like your, your parents are different. Yeah. That changes everything mm-hmm. about it. You, the way you, you envision things, the way you see things, the way you think about things are all different. So you can't have or do like, there's the, it's not going to be the same. So because of that, like following somebody's parenting book is not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, the whole concept of writing a parenting book is bullshit. But Absolutely. Really, but people that are, that are like, okay, this, like, I'm ready to, we're ready to have kids. Like, like why? What is it that's missing in your life? You think that kids are going to, like, provide <laughs> to you? Because really, you're giving up everything about your life that you like right now. And I mean everything yeah. about your life. Like, you you like going to uh, to Sonic and getting some, and some, like, Coney Island chili dogs for dinner? That's out the window. Yeah. You don't get to do that. You better get used to paying, like, 25 bucks for a DoorDash delivery. Because your kid's not going to care that you like chili cheese curly fries or whatever. That shit doesn't happen. Yeah, I but mean, yeah, I mean, like, so yes, I'm, I'm equally baffled by people, like, trying for kids. Yeah, cause I, I, don't, I don't understand, like, why, like... And, and then they're like, oh, the baby was up all night, I'm so tired, I haven't had two hours of sleep. It's like, but you, you this is what you wanted. Yeah. You were trying for this. But I just don't get the people going, we we just weren't expecting this. We're so surprised that we're having a baby. It's like, do you not know how this works yet? Well, I guess that that's why I was saying, like, I don't understand people that are trying for, because, like, for me, I wouldn't, I would if I was going to have kids, it would have to be by accident. It would have to be by accident in that I wouldn't be like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Let's, let's go and do this. You <laughs> yeah, know? but how does it happen by accident? I mean, like, you have to know how it happens. <laughs> well, I think in some cases... There are there are times when um, like even if you're using condoms, you know they're they're not 100. percent Yes, the condoms can fail. I get that. And the uh, but um, I, that's not that's not the people I've talked to about this. Okay, so maybe that's they're, a, maybe they're not the people going. Oh, the the condom broke. I don't get it. She was on birth control. It's the people going. Oh yeah, no, I just I don't like using a condom because the sensation's different. Oh my God, she's pregnant. How did that happen? Oh yeah, that's just, you had sex without a condom, you dumb quad. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just idiocy. Yes. How? Well, of course. Wait, how, what? Yeah, what I, other way would that work? Yeah, I'm not gonna give shit to somebody who like the condom breaks because yeah, that happens. That's just a tragedy. But like when it's the people where it's like, oh no, I I never I never have sex with a condom because the sensation is just too different. It's like, well, and now and now you're telling me you're surprised that you're having a baby? <laughs> Sounds to me like you're just a fucking moron. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's crazy to me. <laughs> and you know, people that like, well, you know, well, we uh, we use the pull out method. Um, yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> they also call that spray and pray. So <laughs> that, that's 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 not an actual method. That's, yeah, that's that's not a method. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think that, that a doctor's ever said, well, you know, I can understand if you don't want to have a vasectomy and she doesn't want to, you know, get on birth control. Well, you know, you could always just uh, just pull out. Like, <laughs> I mean, You're right, doc. I never thought of that. Here's the thing with the whole with the whole pulling out thing. What you're saying is that I never want to have a good orgasm ever. <laughs> because because the whole idea is like right before I orgasm, I'm going to pull out, which always which is breaks the rhythm of everything. So now he's like, yep. uh and, and there's nothing worse than having that, like, I'm right there about to go. And it's like, oh, but you're, but like your bias is like, okay, well, I'm still going to ejaculate. Yep. Whether <laughs> you orgasm or not. So either way, <laughs> we're done here. 
It's like, so, so basically what you're saying is like, yeah, she can get hers and I'm never going to get mine. And I'm okay with that because, you know, at least we're not going to have any kids, but I'm also not having good sex either. So. And then you still wind up pregnant after all that. So it's like, joke's on you, dumb fuck. You could have just like had a vasectomy or something. <laughs> yeah. I, that, I, I have to agree with I, you. I don't understand that. I just, yeah. And it's just that like, no, you, you knew you were having sex without a condom, right? Well, yeah. But you're surprised you're having a kid. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, I just, I just don't really get that. It's like, what's not to get? <laughs> I mean, I had this shit figured out at a pretty young age. It's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have kids, so. Let me do this. <laughs> How about I just take the following steps here? And, you know, the whole thing with, uh, the whole thing with condoms, I don't get that. Like, you know, yes, condoms aren't great, but I will use a condom all day long if it means I'm getting some. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't care at all. It's, they, I mean, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll use a condom. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about some. Because if it means I'm getting some, then, then that's fantastic. Yeah. That's, the, that's first. Two, um, you know what? I mean, a condom is my best friend because sometimes, you know, um, you know, I, 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 I can't always like run a marathon. <laughs> sometimes, I, sometimes, you know, I can only sprint. <laughs> it's like I, I am a short distance runner today baby uh so but a condom no will be like it's not going to give me that extra energy but it will it will keep me from getting tired a lot faster yeah, yeah. so so then it's you know, like having was, a really good pair of running shoes right so then you know it's like well you know she feels good about everything that happened and i feel okay about everything that happened so like all right word so <laughs> i mean a, a family member of mine like on one of their surprise pregnancies was like on one of theirs I'm trying to think. Um, they tried for the first kid. Second kid was a complete surprise to them because they didn't put two and two together. They're like, wait a minute, we're having sex without a condom. This is a pretty likely side effect. A I'm pretty side sure, effect. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were. <laughs> yeah, pregnancy is just an unfortunate side effect of sex. Um, <laughs> like, like, let me sneak let me sneak in the series of unfortunate pregnancies. <laughs> I think they were trying for the third kid. They were because they were like, oh yeah, we're trying for a third, and it's like. Hello, have you met the first two? <laughs> yeah, we're trying for a third means that it's like I'm not planning on wearing a condom at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, so, I'm just, so I'm just gonna say I'm, we're trying for one, but really we're just trying to cover our ass in case we have in case that, we have, have that, a baby. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. So, so the conversation at that point was like, you can't be surprised about this because you knew you were having sex without a condom. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, we weren't really trying for the kid. It's like, oh, but you weren't trying for not the kid. Yeah. <laughs> We're not the kid. Because <laughs> I mean, there's there's some pretty damn easy ways of making sure that this does not happen. This is a completely avoidable conversation. And so the analogy they used was... Oh, I'm waiting for this. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, but there's a real difference between having a, a nice, rich chocolate cake versus just having some, like, dry shitty gluten-free cake made with stevia or something. Well, you know what I would have said? Wait, are you calling her stuff dry cake? And I just walked away after that. <laughs> well, no, this, this this was the female of the relationship telling oh, me wow. this because apparently neither of them preferred using condoms. So my response was, well, you know, I don't particularly want to wind up a fat fuck driving the little fat boy scooters around Walmart. So when it comes to either having a rich full cake with consequences versus having a sugar-free fat-free cake with no consequences, I'll take the sugar-free fat-free cake. Right. And have no consequences. <laughs> 
But if I chose not to, and next thing you know, I'm like, doctor says he's going to have to cut off two of my toes because of diabetes. <laughs> and I don't really have anything to say about that. <laughs> I just don't know how this happened. <laughs> I was kind of hoping God would keep the fat from coming. but <laughs> I mean, that that's another one I don't understand. There's the, the people who try to do it like religiously where it's like, oh, we were kind of hoping God would prevent the pregnancy. It's like, have you met God? <laughs> if you spent any time reading the Bible, you, you would know just from the Old Testament alone that he's like, I'm going to populate the whole earth. All of you have kids, as many as you can. Catholicism, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody? Uh, go forth and multiply? <laughs> like, I've, been, I've been telling you the whole time, I like babies. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no point in the Bible where God's like... Oh, they're not ready for kids yet, so I'm just going to stop this from happening right now because that's the responsible thing to do. No, he's he's like, I want all the animals to have as many babies as they can and all the humans. I'm going to fill cities with babies. <laughs> yeah, wasn't God's whole thing with like, yeah, Noah, bring them two by two so they can like multiply. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that's kind of his thing. That's sort of what he does. So if you're trying to like do the whole like Catholic high schoolers in trouble thing and like, Oh, but, you know, we prayed ahead of time and, you know, we got our absolution from the sin and we prayed that God wouldn't get us pregnant. It's like, oh, that's not going to work. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay, so first off, as we already know, when you're praying to God, right, that God, he, he answers prayers in a certain way. Sometimes the answer is no. I mean, just saying, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, and I know you're not going to hear this, but sometimes no answer is an answer. Absolutely. So, if you're praying to God before you have sex, they, okay, God, um, please don't get her pregnant. If I'm God, I'm going to be like, uh, yeah, no, because I already answered your prayer when you said, please, God, let this girl have sex with me tonight. <laughs> and now you're going to be like, yeah, come back to me. Right? And then, and then I know, I know it's going to happen next. Like, please, God, let me just last a little bit longer. Uh, <laughs> Oh, please, God, let her mom walk in and say, can I join? Oh, I mean, like, oh, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know how this goes. Okay, so I'm just going to stop this right now. Right? I'm going to answer one of the prayers, and that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it just it just does not make any sense to me when it's like, you know, there's, there's any number of ways to where you could just not be having the conversation of, oh, yeah, little, little Junior was our little surprise. <laughs> Like, well, have, have you tried, like, not having sex? Because believe it or not, that is an option. <laughs> I mean, hey, it works for me. I got no kids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not, it's, hey, it's not like it doesn't work, right? It's not like it doesn't work. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's hundreds of people out there that are not having sex right now. Millions of people that are not having sex right now. And none of them have kids. So, it's proven. Yeah. There you go. I mean, like... I, I, I can tell you right now, there are, out of all the people that are not having sex that don't have kids, right, 80% of people that are having sex are having kids. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's scientific for you right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meanwhile, like, hey, I'll be happy to retract this if suddenly, like, a baby winds up on my doorstep and it's like, this is yours from all those times you didn't have sex. You'd be like, holy shit, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can tell you right now... I would deny it. I would deny it. I'd be like, there's no way this could be my baby. Unless, of course, it looked like a pillow. In which case, like, yep, that's my baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been pumping load after load. into. <laughs> I can't deny. 100% cotton? Yep, that's mine. <laughs> oh, 
So that's what you meant when you said my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got your fluff. <laughs> oh man, man, oh man, oh man. I know, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. And like, and we we live in a day and age where like vasectomies are reversible. They are. It sucks. Yeah, you don't really want to, like, have to deal with a reverse vasectomy, but it's always an option. Yeah, I mean... Always an option. You know what they should do? Instead, they should just put, like, a little, um... You know how, how they have those little guards that go on the, um... On the, uh, laces? That so you can push down, um, so you can, like, tighten something up. Something you have in the, on backpacks, too, so you can, like, yeah. draw these things and tight. Just put one of those down there in the nutsack. And, like, <laughs> and, like push the button, right? And then, like, open up, like, hey, now I feel like having some, trying to have some kids. Or what? Nope. All right, I'll just keep it tight. You know, just keep the thing in place. Like, no kids right now. I mean, like anything, there's just, there's so many options instead of, oh, I mean, we weren't trying for a baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, you can't, you can't, I mean, you can be surprised, like, oh, damn, it actually happened, but you also can't be surprised, but like, well, you know, we knew this was a possibility. It, that's like people that commit crimes and didn't get caught. Be like, well, you, well, you knew it was a possibility that it was going to happen, right? I mean, that, so, yeah, there you go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, um, that is like weird that people were like, yeah, but, you know, um, I didn't think it was going to happen to me. <laughs> what else was supposed to happen to? <laughs> it's sure as hell not going to happen to the people not having sex. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, I. And, and, and don't get me wrong, right? I get it. You know, sex is great. Sex is good. And not everybody does it, but everybody should. Uh, <laughs> sex is natural. Or sex is fun. Um, <laughs> sex is best when it's like two or three or four all together in one big like writhing pile of like just bodies and flesh and oil and just a, you know a writhing mass of human flesh yeah oh my god you don't know whose hand is touching who and like what's what and you just as long as you keep your eyes closed it doesn't matter it's like if it feels good do it <laughs> no uh but I, I get when you when you're having sex and or you have a partner you have sex and especially when the relationship's new right when, yeah like yeah. you guys like you, you go, you just get done having sex. You straighten yourselves up, you know. Spritz a little like cologne down there, you know. Wash your hands, <laughs> like you know. Run some gel through your hair, and you step outside to get ready to go to dinner. And next thing you know, we're like, shit, I'm hard again. You know, it's like <laughs> I know, I get it, I get it. But, um, but I mean, you, you got it. You still got to be smart. Like somebody's got to do something. And and if you do get pregnant because you know things happen, you know pregnancy. I mean, uh, birth control fails. Then, then okay, that's one thing. But yeah, I mean, um, I won't give him shit about that. But yeah, if you if you're not taking any precautions at all, you know, I mean, if if every time you have you have sex, um, it, it's like a uh, hold on, um, ah oh, shit, ah oh, damn it, I hate when this happens to me, um. I see now it's just going to ruin the jokes. It's taking so long. What? I see now it's going to ruin the jokes. It's taking so long. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. But anyway, but I mean, if, if every time, <sighs> if every time you go to have sex and you're just like, like you know, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to run, you know, just we're just just do it. Then you know, um, then oh, caution to the wind, right? Um, <laughs> uh, then yeah, then you you kind of get what you. I mean, is that even what you deserve? Like. You paid for this. Like, yeah. like, 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 okay. Like, um, 
it, it's like it's like ordering something um, that's going to take six to eight weeks to, to, to deliver. It's like, well, hey, here you go. It's, it's like you probably forgot you ordered this, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Well, you did. Here you go. Paid in full. You know, that's another thing. I keep seeing, like, on documentaries about people or news stories or stuff, these people who, like, wind up having their babies on the toilet because they didn't know they were pregnant. No, that's some bullshit. Particularly because they're so fat. Even still, you knew, like, okay, I have had some tremendous gas pains or intestinal <laughs> distress from from various things. I like Chipotle. I'm not going to lie. I do. <laughs> right? And I like curry, and I do love Indian food and Thai food. Curry is uh, awesome. So I'm just going to say, so I, you know, I've had some intestinal distress sometimes, but never once did it feel like there was, like, a chest burster in me or something that was like pushing its way from out of me right. like like Freddy Krueger pushing through like the walls of Nancy's bedroom <laughs> <laughs> like there was no Manitou like, in my belly that was not happening so you can't tell me even if you were like and it's like oh yeah well and then I, I gave birth in the toilet and like okay you can't tell the difference between something coming out of your ass and something coming out of that and it's like if you ever 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 man or woman ever in your life had a shit that was the size of a baby. I mean, what, 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 what did you give birth to Bono? I mean, I don't understand. That's a South Park joke, by the way. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but I mean, I don't understand. How could you, how could you pass that up? I mean, I mean like, they, they're like, oh, hey, this is, um, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I just thought that I was, you know, I gained a little bit of weight. Yeah, but but you thought that in the middle of the night that just shit just like pushing its way out of you and turning around and stuff, that, that was normal? <laughs> I mean, I've never been that fat before, so... I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Honestly, no one's ever been that fat before. They, they, <laughs> they, they had a human being growing inside them and they didn't know it. I mean, they always say that they're super surprised about it. I don't know. Of course they do. I mean, I had a tapeworm in me once, and I mean, and I knew the whole time. I was like, "Oh shit!" I, I, I mean, honestly, I tried to pretend like it was like, like it was my, my metabolism. You know, I was like, "Hell yeah!" It's like because I'm young, my metabolism. I can eat whatever I want. I'm not gaining any weight. I'm also getting really weak here, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I mean, yeah, I tried to pretend like I didn't know, but I knew the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a shapeworm. <laughs> you know, they should actually sell those as diet pills. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were, um, they were like little tapeworm eggs, and you should sell them as diet pills. <laughs> I, I know in the office, um, in one of the episodes, uh, Kelly buys what she thinks is a tapeworm from Creed because she's trying to lose weight. <laughs> so she just looks like shit that entire episode, just like dark circles under her eyes, and she's just, like all sweaty and haggard looking. She's like. I've had a tapeworm in my stomach for three weeks. I bought it from Creed, and then the camera just cuts over to Creed, and he's just like, yeah, that wasn't a tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what, Mexican jumping beans are, um, are like bug larvae. Oh. <clears throat> That's why they're jumping around. Well, I did not know that. Yeah, I know. God, that is super gross. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> not as gross as being born in a toilet, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, either, either your life is either is is either you get nowhere to go but up, or <laughs> or it's a precedent for what you can expect. Yeah, I just don't understand the people who are forthcoming with that information. I've I've met several people who have been like, "Oh yeah, I was born in a toilet," and it's like you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> I'm the last person who needs to be told that kind of information. Yeah, because I'm a bully. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know. Uh, my mom, she doesn't believe in hairspray. She just uses super glue. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, now I get it. There I, it is. I understand now. There it is. 
wonder how she's doing. I know she had a baby recently. Hmm. Presumably in the toilet. The hmm. <laughs> uh, gorilla hair lady. Gorilla glue girl. She had a baby. Yeah, she had like one of multiple babies. Wait, when she was walking around with glue in her hair? Probably. I, I mean, I'm sure she still has the glue in her hair. Uh, well, no, she doesn't have any hair. She's got glue on her scalp, which hopefully her scalp would have like peeled by now. You would imagine, but who knows? I, I like to think that she's going to have that forever. Uh, well, I know I'm going to remember it forever. Absolutely. Because... And if I ever meet her, I'm going to bully her about it. Oh, hell, so the fucking yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like that clown at Messy Joe's on the IT crowd going. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get to walk away from something like that. No, the internet never forgets <laughs> or forgives. <laughs> and worse still, a comian Turk never forget. <laughs> we're like the we're like the elephants of of like ridiculing someone. <laughs> we are bully elephants. <laughs> yeah. Yes, not my fault, man. You did this yourself. <laughs> yeah, it would have cost you zero dollars to make the right decision there, and you didn't. So now we're gonna bully you. You, know, we know that you have a lot of choices in people that can bully you. So we're glad that you picked. I'm <laughs> super funny. Oh man. Uh, so um, you know, you're talking about we're just talking about birth control and all that kind of stuff, and I keep seeing these commercials a lot lately for these different um like diabetes uh di- diabetes uh like uh, testers. Yeah. It's like, I never have to prick my finger again. I just have this little device here and, uh, you know, and like it's on my side and it does read my A1C count or whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. Never have to prick my finger again. Okay, great. But, um, they start like slowly shoving like needles up each fingernail. (laughs) It's like, whoa, whoa, what? (laughs) Yeah. But what they don't tell you is that little device that sticks on there that's got a big fucking needle in it. Yeah. And it's stuck in you the whole time. That's why it's how it's reading your glucose and shit. Like, that device has a needle. So, yes, you're not pricking your finger because you're just jamming the damn needle in your side. You're leaving it there for the next 30 days, which can't be comfortable. And I, I say 30 days. I mean, it may, I don't know if it can even last that long. So. That's what she said. <laughs> well, if it lasts more than 30 days, well, it was too late to see a doctor. You're probably dead. <laughs> but I, mean, I think it's funny that they... They don't kind of tell you that part. Right. You know, right. they just kind of like, and you don't have to pick your friends. Like, hey, that's great. You know, you're just switching like which side of your body you're going to jam this little like device in. <laughs> and I'm going to tell all you people out there that don't know because you're sticking your heads in the sand or whatever, that, that those little devices, it's sticking a needle in you to read your glucose and A1C, but it's also injecting you with nano chips <laughs> that the government's using to control you. So all of you people that have started using those, and next you know you found yourself going out there to get vaccinated, that's why. You would never plan on getting vaccinated before. You started using that thing, and now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've got to do this for the betterment of my health? <laughs> nope. Nope. The government has gotten you. It's gotten you. You better stay away from me because you are now infected, and I can't have you infect me. If you come around me, I will put you next to the microwave. I will tie you there, and I will put it on 10 minutes. And then, if you're still alive after that, we can be friends. Because I know those the 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 magnetic forces from the microwave yeah. have destroyed all those things. The, the That's why I have a microwave dead. in every room of my house, including the bathroom. <laughs> oh, you, you can't have kitchen appliances in your bathroom. That's how Chris Chan burned his house down. That was a microwave. It was a coffee maker, actually. Well, in my in my so my I have a microwave in my bathroom. I have one in my bedroom. <laughs> I have one in every closet. 
That's how you keep the government away. You know, I, I could have just gotten you some moon rocks that, like, are kind of, like, slightly radioactive. That that does the same thing. You can just keep those in your pockets. Well, maybe if you told me you had slightly radioactive moon rocks, then I wouldn't have had to buy all those microwaves. You didn't ask. I well, just... you know, not, that doesn't put the moon rocks in my pocket now, does it, Comey? <laughs> I mean, I just thought you had a thing for microwaves. Well, I do now. I mean, says, now it's, it's kind of my thing. It's like when I like bought a couple of horse statues, and people, and I was like, because I thought they looked neat, and everybody was like, oh, you like horses? I'm like, oh, they're not really neat. Actually, you know, everybody buys me horse shit. Right, right. I mean, I mean, I kind of got a thing for toasters. You know, I'm, I'm a man with like three toasters, but I mean, you know, I just figured that you had them, that for microwaves only more so, but I mean, shit, I, I'd have given you some moon rocks, man. Well, thanks. I, I mean, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, now, now, caveat to that is uh, it does make your nutsack like twice as big and all the hair fall off of it. Well, I'm shaved anyway, man. I'm, oh, like, I'm like the Brazilian rainforest, man. I just burn that shit all to the ground. <laughs> I'm done. The bad thing about shaving down there is like when they start shaving, there's like, well, okay, well, now I got the hair on my arm and it just stops at a certain point. I'm like, yeah. So then I'm like, well, now I guess I got to shave my whole leg. Like, I know. Like, then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just like a gradient. So, <laughs> so then I'm getting clippers out and I'm taking the little, uh, the little guards in there and I'm like, zzz, and I stop and I switch it up a level and, zzz, and I take a little bit, zzz, you know, and it's like, okay, now it just, that kind of flows and blends into it. See, I've thought about that where it's like if I ever did start manscaping that like I wouldn't want to just like, shave all the hair on my arm from the elbow up to the shoulder, it would have to be all the hair. And so then at that point, it's like, well, eventually, it's like, am I just going to have, like, no hair on my body besides eyebrows? Well, I, here's the hardest part for me, though, is the back of the thighs. Hmm. Because I can't see those naturally, so then I have to set up a series of mirrors. Right, right. And, um, you know, and I can tell you right now, after I do that, well, that takes normally about an hour just to do the back of the thighs. After I do that, though, I am actually no good for the rest of the day because I'm so used to doing everything in reverse. <laughs> that, like, I can't drive my car. Like, I they, I start, like, like everything, I'm like, oh, well, I got to turn the wheel this way. Like, no, 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 I'm still thinking about, I'm looking in a mirror. It, 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 it fucks me up for the rest of the day. I'm thinking I'm going to do But the back of my thighs look so fucking good. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to start shaving zebra stripes into all the hair on my body. Ooh. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, there we go. So, so you're so you're just like a. Oh, that's that's pretty good. I, you know what? I might do my arms in like a barber pole. There we go. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because then I could put my my arms out and spin them in circles, and it would <laughs> it would look like a like I'm hypnotizing somebody. Yeah, you can hypnotize your enemies. It's great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, we have such a good idea. <laughs> Hi, welcome to a weird Kickstarter. <laughs> So, you know, I was going to bring up to, that to you as well. Um, Kickstarters, right? Yeah. Uh, well, not Kickstarter, but, but like inventions that don't exist but should. Yeah. So I had an idea and I was like, hey, you know what would be really cool? That I don't know why this doesn't exist, but you know what would be really cool? Would be um, like a uh, an ice cream scoop that heats up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they actually have those. Um, well, I know they have ones with like liquid in the handle that reacts to the heat from your hand. Okay, yeah. That- I've never seen like an electric one. That is so much fucking bullshit. Yeah. Your hand does not have that much, like, like warmth in it that it's going to heat that thing up to where it's going to heat up the other part to where it's going to be easy, smoothly go through ice cream. Yep. Yep. But they do have some ones, though. Like, I was thinking it was like something battery operated. You put the batteries in there, you turn it on. Yeah. But they have some, they have one that sits on a charger, like a, um, like a, uh, uh, an electric, uh, bottle opener. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's one thing if I drink like a lot of wine or something where I you put the electric bottle open or a charge and it sits there. Okay, fine. But how often am I going to be eating ice cream to where I need this thing sitting there to stay in charge for my <laughs> ice cream emergency? 
Well, I mean, if it made it that much easier, then I would probably eat a lot more ice cream. Then I would wind up like a fat fuck. Well, I mean, if if it were like that, then I would just, I mean, if I needed ice cream that badly, I would just Annie Wilkes that shit, man. <laughs> just, just, just take my fingers, just scoop it right on in there and just, oh, because <laughs> in an emergency, man, I, I don't try to be like neat and clean and polite and that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, it's just, that's not even an issue. Like when I need me some ice cream, like right now, but like I need 20 cc's of ice cream stat, like I don't care how I get it. I mean, I would just, I would just like, like just put my face right in the ice cream container. <laughs> but it's why I was thinking like, like inventions that don't exist, but should. Yeah. And I, I thought that would be a cool invention. Um, but uh, again, some people have already come out with one. Yeah. And I like, like I said, I don't know, understand the one that just sits there all the time, just waiting to, you know, like staying charged. Um, uh, but they do have some already that like, um, you put the batteries in it and turn it on and, you know, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I haven't bought one yet, but I mean, it's, it, I mean, it, I think the idea of this is pretty sound. So let me ask you, what invention does not exist right now that you think should? And you're surprised that no one's created one yet. Hmm. Hmm. That is a good question. I, I have not really thought of that. I think I mentioned this one on one of the podcasts once before, but uh, growing up, I used to uh, read Games Magazine. Yeah. And I don't really know if they... I think they still kind of make Games Magazine, but not as much, but... Um, and they used to have this thing in Games Magazine, which is really kind of awesome. It was... One of the ads in this uh, in this magazine is fake. Mm-hmm. And they would never tell you until, like, the next issue, like, which one was fake. So they have all these different ads in there. Sometimes they'd be, like, little small ads or something, and maybe, like, in the letters page or something like that. But you had to, like, the, like which one of these ads in this entire magazine is fake. Yeah. And they had an ad for one, and it was a like an LED light bar that went uh, that would go in the in the back uh, back window of your car huh. to where you could like type out a message and it would scroll it across. Oh yeah, I'd be all about that. And I mean, there's no reason why it couldn't exist. It was a fake ad, but there's no reason why they couldn't exist. I'm like, that would be awesome. I, I'd have one of those right now. I'd be like, yeah, fucking get off my ass. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, an invention I thought of uh, a while back, and it's not really an invention, but just like, I'm kind of surprised this format hasn't been explored. I was thinking about e-readers, and you know, they're increasingly popular. Okay. And uh, why can't they be set up to where they can take little, like, cartridges or mini-discs or something, so instead of having to take up the dedicated storage to get your books on there, you can just get a collection of books on a disc or on a cartridge. Hmm. So, like, I would get the, you could get the e-reader, so to speak, or the reader, and then, like, oh, here's a collection of Marvel books, and you could get, like, X number of gigs of Marvel books on this cartridge. Well, see, supposedly with those is that they go into, like, a cloud thing. Yeah. And then you, you can just download the ones you want at any at a given yeah, time. Yeah, that's how it works. And I hate the cloud. Yeah, I, I, I don't. See, and, and don't like, disagree. also, you're paying by the book. So not only do I hate cloud storage, and I have always hated cloud storage. Me too. But I hate having, like, I don't want to spend $10 on a fucking ebook. Oh, yeah. No, you know, if, if it's going to be just raw data, then I'll just download that shit. That's one thing I've never understood with, like, uh, like comic books. Yeah. Is, uh, or even novels. But, like, if I'm, if I'm paying for the e-version, why am I not getting it cheaper? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not costing you as much to produce. Oh, it's costing them nothing to produce. They, they so, pay one time to process it into the format, and that's it. Right. So how come... And it's like, well, if that's case, everybody would do it, and then our profits or whatever. But not, not everybody would still do it that way. Some people like a good... like to feel of a book in their hand. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If I'm going to pay any money for it at all, then unless there is absolutely no other way to get it, 
Like, just, just for instance, I paid $10 to get the Gorillas book Rise of the Ogre, because the only way to get it on in paperback or hardback was to pay, like, three or $400. So, okay. yeah, okay, I'll do that. But as far as, you know, if, if it's between spending $10 on a copy of The Hobbit versus $10 on an ebook of The Hobbit, I'm going to get the paperback copy every time. That It's as simple as that. That's why I own so many books, because I'm not going to pay the same amount of money for the ebook. So, so, yeah, I mean, so I understand the cloud storage thing. I just don't like it. And I think that there's a lot of appeal to consumers in having some kind of physical form to it. So people would be like, oh, hey, I can actually get this cartridge, and that's a pretty cool thing. And that's a big reason why I think people are still buying video games, even though you can get any game off of an e-store now. Yeah. Like, people went crazy to buy the Super Mario 3D All-Stars collections in disc format for that reason. So, here's my thing with with, uh, with the, uh, the, uh, the cloud storage and, and that stuff is, you know, way... Back when they were kind of first introducing that, where you buy this movie on DVD or Blu-ray, yeah. and you can also get a digital download of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, those some of those places that were storing that, mm-hmm. they don't exist anymore. Yep, yeah. So your your digital download that you bought, that's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's not there forever, and you don't. And the thing is, you don't own it because even though you do own it, it's kind of like how the whole thing with the with Apple, where and we've talked about this before, where I bought something. And it's on my device, and I should be able to to use it whenever I want to. But yeah. if you decide you don't want to have it out there anymore, you can just take it out. Yeah, yeah. And, and heaven forbid if I have a book out there that then someone says that well, you know what? Um, we don't we find this book controversial, so maybe you might replace my copy with mm-hmm. an edited copy. Yeah, yeah. Where you've you've like, well, we're we gonna change these little, we're gonna make these little tweaks here and there. Like, I mean, I don't want that. Yeah, absolutely but, not. But my copy is is my copy. So in Having it just someplace, you know, some nebulous place that I don't know, you know, where it is and I don't have control of it. You have control of it and you could go out of business or decide it. It's kind of like, um, like a lot of these video games where they, the video games are, um, they're, uh, multiplayer, online multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. And so it's server dependent, but the game doesn't perform as well, like sales wise as they would like it to. And uh, so then after like a year or so, like, okay, well, we're shutting down the server. Well, now I can't play the game because I can only play the game online. I bought a physical copy of the game for like 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I have a disc. I can't play the game because there's no longer a server to play the game on. Yeah, and that's the yeah. only way I can play it. I mean, you kind of owe me some money back for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because if it's mine, it's mine. And, and that, that's kind of garbage. So Marvel, when they were, they've been doing the, the, um, the digital thing for a while and they had, they would, uh, put a digital code. And then you can still get your books digitally, by the way. But yeah. they, in the in the comic books, they had a code in there. You buy the comic book, there was a, a code in there that you could get a digital copy for free of yeah. that. Kind of cool. I dig that. And and the code would only be good for like, I don't know, six to ten months or something, right? So they, like you can just pick up an older book right now and just get it. because Which makes sense because if I get one from like a like a dollar bin or something, yeah. then I shouldn't be able to get like this, you know, this what was technically a $3 book back then and get, get a copy of that for free. But, but it was, it was the book that you already bought. So it's not like you're really losing anything. Yeah. Yeah. DC did the same thing, except for if you wanted to get a copy of the book that had a digital download in it, you had to pay a dollar more, which <laughs> like, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. That's like, such bullshit. So, but the like, thing is you never, you, you the, the, the whole digital books, like, okay, that's that's great and all. And, and I, I like that idea. I, I like that a lot to where 
if let's say I wanted to, I bought a bunch of books but I haven't had a chance to read them yet. I got the digital ones. I got my tablet with me. Yeah. I'm going out of town somewhere. Great. I can read it. But they can do the same thing with novels too. Mm-hmm. Paperback or hardback. Here's a digital copy for you if you buy that. Yeah, serves two purposes. And but they don't do that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and so all that's ridiculous. And there's so much more they could be doing with like with digital copies of things, but yeah, I just I, I've thought for a long time that like, you know, I don't really I mean, I have an e reader that was bought for me as a gift. I never use it because I hate cloud storage. Yeah. I, I hate having to get online and do that and spend money on digital copies. But, you know, if if there was some kind of an e-reader where I could just, you know, buy, like, a little Nintendo Switch cartridge with the entire, like, the entire run of the original Fantastic Four, I'd buy that shit in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ten bucks for that cost them no money. They got all the scans on file. You put all that on there, ten bucks. Then, hey, I've purchased it legally. I've supported the company. And I would tell everybody about that shit. And it's not because it's really going to cost you that much because if you look at like where someone's going to have like, oh, I've got you, it's going to take up so much stuff, so much space. So if you look at the size of a, of a, uh, a Nintendo Switch game. Yeah. It's tiny. Yeah, exactly. I mean, te- technically their, their boxes, they don't need to be that big. Oh, hell no. They hell could, no. they cut their boxes back down to the size of like a DS. I mean, still not, not making them so small that it makes it hard to market and that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. you could cut the, the size of that back a lot. But the, you could do the same thing with any of this stuff. And like you're saying, the books, make it small enough where I can still have like an entire library that could, that's going to take up less than like the, the, like the entire run of like a, of a Game of Thrones, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and have like that plus 50 million other books, you know, on these little discs that I can still like, just like, um, in the, um, using Switch again. In the switch carrying case, yep, you've got it's got the little the little plastic case in there, so you can put games in there. Yeah, so you can yeah. put like normally what like uh, six uh, six games in a case, something like that. Yeah, fits down in there, so it normally has two, so twelve games plus the switch. Mm-hmm. So I twelve like twelve volumes of books. Yeah, plus your e reader, and it's not taking up any more space than it was before. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know. And I mean, like... Highly, highly possible. And, and, like, with, like, back in the days of the DS, or even with, like, let's just look at Pokemon cards or whatever, back when Nintendo was oh all my about God, having Pokemon lots cards. of... Yeah. So, like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta talk about that. All talk the whole about. Target thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll jump in on that. Uh, but, like, I mean, Nintendo would sell folders for your Pokemon cards, or for your games. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you could, you could even sell folders for these book collections. Oh yeah. And so like, okay, well there's this more money for everybody because every company that's got books out on this e-reader could also be selling folders. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want a folder specifically for all of your Marvel comics? Boom, there you go. Or do you want a folder for like all of your superhero stuff? You can get just like a generic one or one from DC, whatever. And like there's there's so many comics that haven't even had digital releases that would benefit from this, like Gru, like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Mm-hmm. Cerebus has had digital releases, but it's been like a very small thing that's off to the side. And this would be a good way to get Cerebus in like the public's eye. Just crazy, crazy stuff. And so that's, that's an invention, so to speak, or like, I guess a spinoff of an invention that it's like, I don't get why that hasn't been thought of yet because I would be all over that shit. Yeah. I I think that's, uh, I, 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 I think we put sometimes our, when we're looking at something, as far as technology goes, we're we're 
putting all our thoughts, our process into like the wrong like avenue. We need to just look around. Like just one day, just go and just just take a take a couple of days and just go through your your everyday life, mm-hmm. you know, and just look at things and say, okay, just what I'm doing right now. What about this could be made a little bit better, you know, in in some fashion? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one of them. I had an idea that it was completely impossible to do. I mean, there could be a way, but I don't really know how it was. You know, some people are like, I, I don't like uh, e-readers because I like the feel of a book and, and I, the book in my hand, that kind of thing, was, I, I was like, it would be kind of neat if they could somehow, like, make an e-reader that had a some kind of a device in it, I don't know what, that kind of, like, simulate weight. Yeah. So when you were reading a particular book, it could then maybe simulate, like, the, the weight of that book. Not completely, obviously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but something like that, which I said it would be you know, damn near impossible to do. Well, I mean, even even if they just made it out of sturdier stuff, you know, a big thing that people talk about is like the sensation of turning pages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People are big into like fidget devices these yeah. days. All you would need would be like a little switch somewhere on the device that you just flick the switch and that like would flip the page. Oh, yeah. And you have a little animation showing the page turning, which a lot of Kindles do that. And if you just had that where it's a physical switch... I mean, just, like, make it a fidget device. Have a little, like, cranky wheel to actually scroll down the page on. All that stuff. People would pay so much for that. So, so much for that. Mm. Yeah. We do have good ideas. I think we do. <laughs> and, and, and some of the stuff that we're talking about here, we don't expect these things to last forever. You know, I've seen some things out there that came out and, like, within a year, like, nobody's using those things anymore. Right, right. Um, and I bought a, uh, a uh, fidget cube. Actually, I kickstarted yeah. Fidget Cube. <laughs> I didn't kickstart it, but I, I bought like a cheap, shitty one from Wish. So I, I bought, I, I kickstarted the actual Fidget Cube because um, I was like, I liked everything it was about. And I was like, yeah, I do have that thing where I'm, you know, I need something to kind of mess with my hands. Um, and uh, I tried using it a couple times, realized it didn't work for me. And yeah. never touched it again. And now, now you don't, you can't find them. I mean, you can find them like in some place, but you don't see them out everywhere like the workers. People realize that after they came out, it's like, yeah, um... It's neat and it's like, but does it actually do what we thought it was going to do? Nah, maybe right. for some people, but not for the most. I mean, I never used mine. Like I said, I tried using it, but it didn't work for me. It didn't work at all. Yeah, I've probably played with mine for a total of about 10, 15 minutes in total since I bought it like five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with fidget spinners. I didn't buy a fidget spinner. I, I was so burned from the cube that I knew not to spend any money on the spinner. Yeah, I, I looked at one and I was like, okay, that looks neat, but I'm like, um, no, I, I, I did, okay, it looks neat, and like, wee, you're playing with, it. but I'm like, what does it, what does it do? Well, you just spin it, I'm like, and that helps you how, um, you just spin it, I'm like, okay, okay, good, we're, we're good to go. <laughs> there Thank it you. is. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Pokemon cards. Oh, not just Pokemon. It's Pokemon and Magic cards. Yeah. So I heard about that, and I was like, okay, what's the deal? And at first, I'd heard that... We're about 55 minutes in, by the way, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> I heard that uh, that the um, Pokemon cards, Magic cards, any of the collectible gaming cards were hard to come by because so many people were staying at home with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. that it was... Uh, they were buying a lot of the cards and you know playing games, and, and it, uh, they basically couldn't like restock as fast as people were buying them. Right, right. Okay, right. makes perfect sense. 
And I know I'd gone there looking for, just sometimes I just go over there and just look and see like, oh, hey, what, what kind of cards do you have out here? Like, like what, you know, like what, um, like uh, wave or like set or whatever they up to on whatever it is. So I went and I, and I never saw anything new as far as like some of the stuff like whether it be Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh. And they would have some stuff there, but it wasn't wasn't like a fully stocked shelves like you'd seen before. Right, right, right. Wasn't really planning on buying any, so I didn't really think much of it. Uh, then, of course, I heard that like, we're not going to be carrying those for a while. I'm like, what's the deal? And then I, I read this article. So I don't know if this was the sole case or what the deal was. But when I read this thing, I was like, okay, um, I get what you're doing as far as trying to be proactive. Makes perfect sense. But the art, the article, and do you know a lot about the whole story? Um, I know that somebody pulled a gun because people were fighting over Pokemon cards at Target, and uh, so they stopped carrying them. That's all I know about it. So okay. basically, like enough to have read the headline. Okay, so here's what I read, um, and this is and when what I read and what it all kind of boiled down to. So apparently, there was a Target in Wisconsin, I believe it was, and there were some people there, and someone was buying. I think they were Magic cards. Um, they may have been Pokemon, but I think they were Magic cards, and they had. They had a, I guess, a, a bunch of them they were buying. And in the one Target near, uh, near me, they had limited the amount you could buy. You could only buy like one pack a day <laughs> or something. Um, uh, but anyway, so they, uh, this person was buying a bunch of cards. And the other person, I guess, said like, hey, you can't buy all those. Or, hey, give me, you know, give us some or, or whatever. And there was an argument back and forth about the cards. And then one person, like I said, pulled a gun, like you said. And... Um, which I'm like, okay, I'm not pulling a gun on anybody for some fucking Pokemon cards or magic cards or I don't care if they I don't care if they were free sex cards. I'm not mm. pulling a gun on somebody or a fucking card. Are yeah, you kidding that's me? Stupid. So I'm like, uh, I'm, and, and it was an isolated incident. To my knowledge, this did not happen anywhere else. It was kind of an isolated incident. But then they took it and they were like, okay, well, we want to make sure this doesn't happen, uh, you know, anywhere else. So we're gonna do this. I'm like, I can see that, but at the same time, I can't really see that. Like. If you had more than one like incident where that happened, then yeah. But just one, and and the thing is, I don't even know what the fight was about. The fight may not have been about Pokemon cards at all, or Magic cards at all. Right. It may have been, hey, you're being a greedy asshole. No matter what it is that you're being greedy about, you're being a greedy asshole. Why are you taking all this stuff? Right. And a person like, uh, because because uh, for every one of these packs I bring to your mama, she says she'll give me a blowjob. And then that's what, so it had nothing to do with cards. You, you, you insulted my mom, right? And so what are you going to say? Like, you know, no more moms in Target? I, I, I don't know. Right, right. But, but then the article went on to say that um, apparently like a year or so ago, like a, a foil Charizard card sold for like five, something like 350000 something like that in an Holy auction shit. or some, something crazy. It yeah, was, I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, I forgot that the number was that high. And it was it, someone it had gotten one. Off. I had one of those. Someone had gotten one in like a pack, right, uh, of something recently. And then they're like, in a Michael Jordan rookie card, like had say, sold like the like the month before or a month later for like five hundred and fifty or $600,000. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like, wait a minute. A Charizard card sold for almost as much as a Michael Jordan rookie card. <laughs> yeah, and and that rookie card would have been like at least twenty years like older. But see, now not quite twenty years. Um, no, no, maybe almost twenty years older than 
then the Pokemon. So like a card that came out twenty years later yep. is almost worth as, worth almost as much as a Michael Jordan rookie card. Yeah. So it's... they went over a couple other things, some other stats and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, that's all well and good. I get that. And I yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, you're talking about collectible cards and all that, but nobody is getting a first gen wave one Charizard for a Charizard. Mm-hmm. In a pack of Pokemon cards now. No. It doesn't no. work like that. You they, can buy all not, the fucking packets. In, right. You can buy all the fucking packets in the world. You're not going to get one. No more than you're going to be able to pull a Michael Jordan rookie card out of, of. You You would have a. You would have a. More of a chance of pulling a Michael Jordan rookie card out of a brand new pack of NHL like trading cards now. Than you would have of pulling a Charizard card out of a pack of Pokemon cards you, now. You mean NBA? Cause... No, I meant NHL. Okay. <laughs> That's how much of a chance you have. <laughs> that there was some kind of fuck up and they put a Michael Jordan rookie card just accidentally, like, yeah, was like taking his word to show everybody and then dropped it there in like a pack. And like, like the, the thing they had, like, their hockey cards. I don't even know if they sell them. Anybody buy trading hockey cards, right? I, I mean, I think they have them. Canadians buy them. Right. I mean,. Um, but I mean, like that's the thing. Like you would have a better chance of finding one that way yeah. than you would of that. Like, yeah, I mean, so, and the thing is, all the value on those Charizard cards is in the first edition cards. All those cards from that wave of cards were marked first edition. That's where the value was. And those first edition cards, those boxes were super limited edition because when people first really started playing the game and really heard about it, mm-hmm. it was on the unlimited edition. Those were what was out at that time. Yeah. The first, first edition ones went super quick. First editions were rare as shit when I was a kid back in 1999. When when this Pokemon card thing was new, it was almost impossible to find a first edition. Yeah. I looked for them. I tried to trade with my friends. I had one friend who had like one first edition, like I think it was an Electrode card or some shit. Or it might have been a Raichu or something. That was it. I have a... Oh, what is it? Um, Is it a Blastoise? And he is he first? No, he's not first edition. I don't think. I got rid of all my cards, and I hate it. I'm so mad at myself. I still have some. I still have a bunch of mine. Actually, I still have all mine. But I've got, uh, I've got like a like a Blastoise, so um, and uh, uh, Venusaur, and um, I have a Charizard. I do have like a full Charizard, but it's not first edition. I think it's uh. unlimited. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, like the thing is, you're not getting all that stuff. So anybody that's trying to, anybody that's trying to get, um, they they trying to get a a pack of cards like now, or trying to get one of those cards out from a pack now, like you're an idiot. Yep, you're an idiot. And uh, also, if you're just getting into Pokemon cards because fucking Jake Paul got into them, you're a bigger idiot. What? Kill Jake, yourself, Jake Paul. He got, or it was either him or Logan Paul. It was one of those Paul fucks. They they got. Shafted for like five hundred thousand dollars, they bought like a five hundred thousand dollar pack of cards, and then they brought on a Pokemon card expert who like opened the box, pulled one card out, and was like, "You guys got ripped off." <laughs> and he was like, "This is a modern card. This one is clearly not a first edition. This is obviously a counterfeit." Holds it up to the light and can look through it. He was like, "You guys got shafted," but I can't remember if it was Jake or Logan. Now. I hope it was Jake Paul. I hope he got fucked out of a bunch of money. He spent five hundred thousand dollars on that. It was it was it was the biggest uh, Pokemon trading card deal in history. Yeah, 
I think it was 500000 It was an insane amount of money. But it was just like somebody's collection then? Yeah, it was supposed to be a factory-sealed box of first oh, edition cards. Oh, that's nice. So he was like, oh, yeah, I bought this, and I, it's been in my, in my attic all this time, and I just found it again, and it's all factory-sealed. And so, like, as soon as the guy, like, as soon as the expert, like, got the box, he was like, this is resealed. <laughs> and they were like, no, it's not. It's factory-sealed. So he opens it up, and that's when he's pulling out all this stuff. He's like... Yeah, this this is a Gen Four Pokemon. It's obviously not. <laughs> it's obviously not the first edition of cards. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say it, but it kind of that kind of sounds to me like something he would have just orchestrated himself. Uh, a lot of people thought that. A lot of people had a lot of strong accusations for, uh, for the guy who sold him the cards. They claimed that he was a, a big scammer. Uh, they had a lot of accusations for uh, for Paul, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's, um... It was pretty satisfying. It was kind of funny. No, I think it's funny now. <laughs> yeah, uh... I have a... What did I come across recently of mine that I have? I was like... I was like, huh, I still got that? I'm like, wow. And I was like, huh. Well, you know I got that. I still got the Pokemon gum. Mm-hmm. I came yeah. across something I had... It was something that I'd had and I'd never opened before. And I'm like, wow, okay. I'm like, huh, imagine that. Yep. <laughs> I can't think what it was now. I'm sure if I got up and went over and looked at it. But, you know, I've got stuff that uh, when I was, like, cleaning out the my um, basement and mm-hmm. going through things. When Star Wars came out with the uh, – when they did the, the uh, re-release of Star Wars in theaters, um, New Hope and yeah, Empire Strikes yeah. Back and all And Taco Bell was selling um, their, their kids' meals and they had, like, the, the different toys and stuff in them. Yep. I've got a lot of the toys from those kids' meals. Nice. But I also have the boxes that came in. They have these foil boxes mm-hmm. that you could punch out and make the tie fire stuff. I've yeah, got like I remember that. a bunch of those, like where I took the I took the food out immediately so they're not greasy inside. Right, right. They've never been punched out. They're all flat and they were all stored like flat and perfect. Man. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with them. I mean, I just might oh, just throw them away at this point, huh? One of these days, it's worth selling them. Um, I mean, I don't know if anybody really want to buy them. I, mean, but... I had so many Pokemon collectibles when I was a kid, and I just got rid of them all because I didn't think that they would appreciate in value. Um, so I was a fucking idiot. Like if I if I had kept all the cards I had, I'd, I'd have a fat stack of cash right now. <laughs> you don't want me to show you all my cards then. <laughs> <laughs> And the only reason I even got, I really got into it, and I didn't really get into it, but the reason I got into it at all was um, was uh, it was because that Jake Paul guy kept buying them. I was anyway. working, I was working at a comic book store. Well, yeah. So I mean, that's why I, that's why I got them. Yeah, I mean so, that's that's reasonable. I just uh, yeah, I mean I I had a bunch of the Burger King toys. Um, I had a bunch of those gold plated trading cards that came from Burger King. Nice. And uh, I almost had a complete run. I had like a Jigglypuff, a Poliwhirl, and a Mewtwo. And I wound up getting rid of all those. I, I, I fucking hate the decisions I made at the time. But yeah. I just... I didn't have my finger on the pulse of things. Didn't really have, like, internet access and didn't know that that shit was super valuable at the time. Yeah. I mean, I... I learned early on to not, um... To not sell the stuff that I liked. Yeah, um, yeah. Or... Because I used to... I think I told you, I... I was such a big reader growing up. Right. And there was the uh this bookstore near me that uh they used to go to all the time as a used bookstore, but they had a uh 
they had this little card that you get. You get stamped every, like, however many books you buy. <laughs> but then you could also trade used books in. Nice. So I'd go there. I'd buy, I'd buy a bunch of books, get my card stamped so I could get, uh, like, however, like a book free or, like, 10% off or whatever it is. or like. But then I'd also take some of the books I read, take them back, and get credit. And then, um, like, one day I was like, man, I wish I still had those books, man. I remember reading it, like, that was a really good book. Mm-hmm. And I wish I still had it. And... Um, and I was like, shit. So now I'm trying to go back and find some of the books that I had been trading back in for credit that I never oh, should have dude. gotten rid of. And some of the things, like one book that I'm looking for is, uh, it was a book I read growing up. Um, and it was, it was like a, I guess you consider like a, like a young adult, um, like horror book. Mm-hmm. And I look for it every time I go to a used bookstore and it's really kind of hard to find. But it was called, um, uh, private school. Hmm. And I remember at the time, it, like, it was a scary, I remember reading it and the book was, was scary to me. But it's about these space werewolves. Oh, nice. And they're werewolves. They just happen to be from outer space, but they're like, we're werewolves. Um, but they were taking over this, uh, I think it was a college, uh, like a, uh, a college. Yeah. Then there was one girl that, uh, knew about them and they would kidnap people and then do some kind of process and then like take over or like create like a skin or something of them and they would wear that. And the only way you could tell like a regular person from a werewolf was that they would have these, patches on their side where they had done something to allow them to be able to breathe like uh that earth's air yeah yeah and that patch on the side would was uh like a, like the thing the filter or whatever so she would, didn't know who to trust but then she may trust one person but they would end up getting taken over yeah, yeah and then like then they later end up finding a way to to like uh do that whole that whole filtering thing a lot better. Yeah. So they didn't have that. So they made it hard for her to find out like who was what. Interesting. And I knew maybe four or five books in a series, and it was I, I have like three of them. I can't find the rest of them. <laughs> Another one I liked was a book called USSA, and it was basically kind of like a Red Dawn type thing where like mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Russia had invaded the U.S. and stuff. But the problem with that one is that I think there may be four books in the series, but only two of them have the same author. The other two have different authors. Yeah, that that I wouldn't be into that. Yeah, I can't I can't find it. I'd have a hard time with that. Well, yeah, I can't um, find it because like I don't know what the other authors are to right, look it up. Right, yeah. So like the thing for me, there was two books. I don't remember the titles. And I've tried so much Googling. I've spent so much time Googling all the different things and even specific lines that I remember from the books, and I can't fucking find them. Because I don't know the title, I don't know the author, I just know what they were about. And one was a young adult book series, and uh, it was, like, these kids who, like, turned out to be, like, interdimensional alien warriors, but they didn't know it. So then they have to figure out, and they just kind of get thrown into this conflict and have all kinds of cool weapons. Really interesting story. Cool. Yeah. Was it Animorphs? It was Animorphs. It was definitely not Animorphs. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. 100% not Animorphs. And the other one was actually a, a book for adults. And I got this thing off of, like, one of those cheap, shitty like paperbacks at a dollar general. Oh yeah. One of those book racks. And I found that and I was like, Oh, sci-fi book. That looks interesting. And I read it and I really enjoyed it. It was a little bit trashy, but I really enjoyed it. And I can't remember the title. Can't remember the author. And I have looked for hours and cannot find anything on it online. And so it was retelling the war of the worlds in a fantasy story. Hmm. So it opens up as kind of like this Lord of the Rings type fantasy story. And you have like these guys who are adventurers and like they practice magic and they carry weapons, but they don't carry swords because the the world they're in, like the atmosphere is magical. And so if they use a sword, it would like spark off magical explosions. So they can't use swords. But then like the, the alien craft comes crashing down just like in War of the Worlds and it sprouts the legs and they're shooting beams and stuff. And it was like super interesting. It was a really, really fun book. Cool. Um, and I cannot find it. 
Don't know what it was called. Can't help you. I know there was a lot of sexual content in there. It was really racy and dicey, but I mean, like, it was it was a fun book. Like, the dialogue was fun. The characters were well written, and yeah, it's just like it pisses me off that I can't find that. Yeah, I hate that man because there was a bunch of books that I got that I can't find now that uh, I really liked. Um, like growing up, and, and like nowadays, if I if I find one, it's um, like if I read it, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. Right, right. But um, but a uh, I actually was able to find one book. I just came across by accident, and it was like, and I think that was the thing that that set off my my interest. In like, oh, I've got to find these the, the, these books because I was like, I remember this one, and I think I showed it to you. It's a book called Johnny Zed. Yeah, and it's got yeah. that really cool like cover with the with the uh, the like cyborg chick, and she's got the she's got uh, cybernetic legs, but they're see through. Yeah, and it, I love that. It's a really really cool looking book for sure. Uh, and so I. I remember if I picked that up, I'm like, because I really I like that book, and I remember reading it. And there's a p- couple others. I was able to get uh, um, Guardians of the Flame, The Warriors, which was a book I read. It was a trilogy, and I actually was able not only just to get the books, but I got the science fiction book club version I had nice. growing up that had all three volumes in it. That's and cool. So I was able to find that one um, in uh, uh, in hardback from that. So, and but it's like a lot of them that I'm getting that I, it's like I don't even remember it, like what they were or anything else. So, like. It sucks, man, because I'm like, I would, even if I don't read them again, um, I still want those back in my collection. Yeah, yeah. But then you know me, I bought that one book, uh, I bought that one book just because. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think what the name of the book is, because um, it's kind of a sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. But um, for those of you that are that are listening, I bought a book, I, I, I was like, for, I just had to have the book. Because I don't know, in my mind, I think there's some kind of significance to that particular book that there might not be, but in my mind, there is. Absolutely. But I bought the book from the movie Jackie Brown. <laughs> um, in the in the scene where they're they're making the exchange, and um, and Jackie is exchanging with Melanie, and she's got the the um, the bag full of uh, supposed to be beach towels on top, supposed to be money underneath, but it's actually filled paperback books. And one of the books on top is like a sci-fi book. And I found that it was a real book, bought on Amazon, <laughs> and, and I have it. And I was like, I just bought it just because I love Jackie Brown, love Quentin Tarantino. And I was like, there has to be some kind of significance as to why that book was on top. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't matter. I've got the book that was in the movie, not the actual one, but the book that they was shown in the movie Jackie Brown. And it just means something to me. And it's so damn stupid. And I <laughs> no, feel stupid not... telling people that I have it, but no, I do. No, it's not stupid at all. It's awesome. <laughs> it's totally awesome. So, uh so yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I mean that that book I was talking about, it's apparently part of a series. It referenced a whole bunch of previous adventures and stuff that the characters had had. But the, the one with the the kids had the uh, the abilities. No, with or the uh, this world world worlds? worlds, yeah. Okay. Because huh. like, I mean, it was it was apparently just part of this lore, and in that story, the aliens were using glass swords because they'd figured out that glass wouldn't spark the magic in the atmosphere. So. Huh. It was it was a really really interesting story. I really hate that I can't find it. So let me ask you this: How old was the book when you started reading it? I don't know. I think it was fairly modern, but I mean, it could have been anything from like the early '90s on up to like I, I think it was around 2010 when I read it. Okay, maybe maybe 2015, maybe no, no, not not 2015. So I, it, it had to be around 2010, 2012. <clears throat> I remember reading a couple of the books of the uh, the Nine Princes of Amber or something like that, the Rogers Lasney. Hmm. Um, but I couldn't tell you which. I couldn't really tell you anything about. It. I remember reading it and or a couple of the issues, um, but I 
I don't know which, or a couple of the books. I don't remember which ones they were. The only ones, only Roger's last name I do remember reading was uh, Changeling and uh, Damnation Alley. And actually, I just picked up a copy of Damnation Alley at the book, used bookstore the other day. Yep. I was like, sweet. That's the movie's awesome. horrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely going to reread Ink Heart sometime. And uh, I never read the entire Artemis Fowl series. I read the first book and really liked it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's just like a lot of books. that Sometimes I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. And then like I I remember it and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, now it's like I, like I remember reading it and I was like, now I got to go find it. Yep. You know? Yep. I miss I miss the days of when I was a kid and I would just go to the library and I just get stacks of books and I'd, I'd I'd get like any fantasy book I could find and any sci-fi book I could find and and like of course a big stack of graphic novels and like those those were the days. Yeah, I think I told you that when uh, when I was growing up the library the library in my town like the science science fiction section was oh, upstairs. We're now we're fifteen in. Uh, <laughs> science fiction section was upstairs on the second floor. Yeah, and it was in this like kind of caged off room because yeah, the library used to yeah. be something else and. Like a police station or something like that, but and the first floor had been kind of uh, had been remodeled, but the the other ones hadn't. And then it was something kind of like kind of um, kind of cool about like going back there. Like it was like like you like it was forbidden. Like you shouldn't be back yeah, there, yeah, because it was in this whole caged off area. They didn't have a door on it, but it was still the rest <laughs> of the walls were the, the 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 little fenced cage walls and stuff. And I was like, that was yeah. kind of cool. It was also kind of creepy too, but that's also that's what makes it so intense. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I missed that library, and that was where I discovered Tintin and Asterix and Obelix. And it's where I read most of the Peanuts books, Calvin and Hobbes. See, I think that's the kind of difference with you know, with me being a little bit older than you is that that I didn't have. I, we could I could find like the um, the uh, collections of stuff like the Peanuts um, and things like that, but uh, like trades of uh, comic books yeah more something that libraries carried right right yeah so i was never able to check those there, out there weren't a ton of superhero books when i was a kid but there were a few like that if it were like really really important books it'd be there um and of course that was where i read mouse for the first time so like that like that library was me it was what made me realize like wow you know these these books are super super important comics can be super super important yeah. They carried a lot of the bone books, but at the time I didn't read them, and I don't know why, because the art was, of course, incredible and very appealing to me, but I waited until I found, like, an omnibus edition of bone, and it's, like, just the entire brick, and I was like, that's the one. Nice. That's what Daddy wants to read, so my <laughs> very first time reading bone all the way through was the brick volume, and I got to see the whole thing, and it changed my life and changed me as an artist. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we have been going for, like, an hour 20 now. All right. So. Yeah, we need to come Bring it to a close. We do, unfortunately. This movie is so damn stupid. This this has looked really stupid. What even is this? Oh, I, I hate to tell you, man. Um, this is uh, Return of the Living Dead Necropolis. Wow. Wow. And I don't... This is uh, from 2005. And I hate to say it, but I kind of think that Romero had something to do with this one. Wow. So, so I remember he did, he, like, Rave to the Grave and a couple others. Which, I mean, they're fighting cyborg zombies who are kicking them like gangsters. Which the, which looks like a damn Cenobite. Yeah, it and does. This, and this guy is, is, like, he got turned somehow, but he's he's more of a, like, a thinking, functioning zombie. He was set on fire earlier, which did, apparently didn't burn him enough. It, but <laughs> it's, I'm like, this is really, really bad. This is awful. 
So on that note, we may have something to let's watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, I've been a Comey. This has been fun. We've we've covered a lot of topics on this. Yeah, I, I think so. Not not really what we in, intended to <laughs> right, set out to, to do, but I, I think it was still, it was good. You know, I, I like these non-topic ones, honestly. Really? Yeah, I really do. It's it's a lot of fun for us to just kind of kick back and shoot the shit. Okay, thankfully, no, uh, Romero had nothing to do with this. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I do enjoy the non-topic ones. I'm not sure how everyone else feels about them, but I do. Ah, uh, fuck them. <laughs> I do like them. I really like the, uh, us just being able to kind of just, just talk and just have like a little bit of a dialogue. Yeah, this, this is how our real conversations go. Like, yeah, pretty you know, much. Like when we don't actually do bits or like try to stay on one specific topic, this is how our real conversations go. Like, we, we jump from talking about, like, bullshit people that we don't like to Pokemon to our childhoods. It's just how we do. So, I, I love it. I, I hope other people like it. But if they don't, fuck them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's almost it's almost like you're just having a conversation with us, except for, obviously, you can't say anything back to us. But, yeah. Well, we, it, it's, it's almost like you're trying to contribute to the conversation. We just keep talking over you and ignoring you. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's fine, because that's probably what would happen in real life. <laughs> But every time you try to spit, I talk over you just like this. <laughs> you know, it's like an hour and a half in the conversation. It's like, oh, sorry, Jerry. Did you want to say something? <laughs> so anyway, Turk, what I was uh, getting at there with the Pokemon thing. <laughs> oh, uh, Jerry, I forgot you were here. You may go. <laughs> you may go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, bye, everybody. Bye, right, everybody. Catch Take you, care. Catch you later. All right there, folks. That was... Our moms think we're funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>